full water pail. I went the long way back to the camp, a really screwy path, and I thought I'd lost the horrible little grot snobbler after that. I was wrong. As I carried the pail to Wilfred, that tricksy little Django's face popped out of the bucket. Then before I could move, it opened its trap, letting out an almighty ear-scrunching yell. A monstrous, massive, gobble gobble Poor old Wilfred didn't know what to think, so he reared up on his hind legs and ran for it. It took ages to find him and calm him down. And guess who got the blame? Me! Certainly not that thug, that scallywag, the Django. The next few days were a nightmare. The Django got worse and worse. Not only was it appearing and disappearing all over the place, it was managing to do other things, too. Impossible things. When we went through town, it did something to my tongue. My words got all jumbled and I said them wrong. Horrible nicknames shot out of my mouth. Chatty bum, goon, giglet, slug, Ditch drone, void wit, fish face, stinker. The Django thought it was tremendously funny. Papa didn't. The day after that, we moved on. Papa told me to sit quietly next to him. As we traveled, all was calm. That was until I heard that familiar little Oh ho! In a second, my feet were dancing without my saying so. And before I could figure out what was happening, I was hopping toward a farmyard. That blasted Django was getting into my legs now, too. I jigged my way into the pigsty, toe-tapped on the tractor, hoofed it in the cow field, and got down with the geese. What a palaver. Now I had both a cross farmer and a fuming papa on my hands. On the third day, it just got silly. My family threw a shindig for Cousin Philippe's birthday. Everything was going well, and folks were happy as could be when the band started to play. The problems began when Grandpapa Jacques stood up to dance. There were suspenders buttoned at bizarre angles, laces in spaghetti tangles, necktie, thumb, and finger mangles, and complex coattail ankle strangles. Soon, everybody was in such a mess that you couldn't tell a shoe from a hat or a mustache from a particularly attractive hairstyle. Well, you'll never guess who the main suspect was. Go on. It was me. Me. I got such a scolding for something I hadn't even done. Then I was sent straight to bed. The Django was already there when I arrived, chuckling. That was it. I exploded. You rotten peanut. You squirt. You spoofing little weaselo. Can't you understand? I don't like your jokes. Nobody likes your jokes. You don't belong here. 
go somewhere else. There was silence. The Django had stopped chuckling. There was more silence, and then a very small voice came from under the sheets. But where would I go? It asked. I don't know. Wherever you were before, I screeched. Just go away and leave me alone. So it did. I woke up the next morning expecting something to happen. I waited for a ho-ho while I did my chores. I listened for a gobble-o, gobble-o when I fed Wilfred. By the time supper came, I was ready for a disaster.